Welcome back to Sell Organised Style Podcast. I'm Maria Theoharis or Velosos. And today it's Socialist Tuesday on the Daily Series. Sell Organised Style Podcast acknowledges traditional owners of country throughout Australia and recognises the continuing connection to lands, waters and community. We pay our respects to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures and to the Elders past, present and emerging. A big sponsor shout out goes to our two podcast friends and sponsors. The Australian Sewing Guild, who has been our Monday Daily Series regular, is now a sponsor of Sew Organised Style Podcast. Go to ozsew.org to check out the online workshops, sew-alongs, skills library and more. Our second sponsor is Tatiana's School of Couture as she launches it online. Go to her website to see her new online sewing classes and patterns. Welcome back to Socialist Tuesday on the Daily Series for Sew Organised Style Podcast. Usually we'd have Chloe Reid, the Australian editor of The Socialist. Today we've got the lead copy editor for Socialists, who you may or may not know, but her name is Anne and her handle is Annie B. Nicks. Hi, Anne. Hi, it's great to be here. I wanted to say I love that you start your podcast every time with your land acknowledgement. So I thought that maybe you can probably tell from my accent, I am not Australian. Yes. I am Canadian, but we are both on colonial settler cultures on native lands. So I thought I'd like to give an acknowledgement that I live and work on the territory of the Anishinaabe, the Neutral, and the Haudenosaunee, right on the area known as the Haldeman Tract, which was ceded by treaty to the Six Nations. It's an area that's 10 kilometers on either side of the Grand River in southern Ontario, and it was ceded to them. And that treaty has never formally been taken back, and yet here we are all settled on it and ignoring the fact that it exists. That is where I am. It's lovely to, like I say, I love that you also recognize where you are. And I think that's a really important place to start. It is acknowledging where you live, who lived here, and making sure that we provide the respect for where we live and who they are. Yeah, absolutely. On a Socialist Tuesday, we talk about what's happening in the socialist blog sphere. Yeah. One of the blogs that came up in June was the About Us blog post was meet the copy editors and that's why I'm so pleased that you're here to give us a bit more detail about what copy editors are all about with socialists. Yeah I'm delighted to be here pull back the curtain a little bit. There's no huge secrets but I think that the work can be fairly invisible but I think it's really important too so it's great to to have a chance to talk about it. That's great. There's a team of us at any given point six seven, eight, four, five, depending on how people are doing, people kind of come and go and and take time off. There is a team of us that do copy edit all of the blog posts Mm -hmm. for the socialists. And we do it for a couple of reasons. One is straight up, I'll be honest, Jillian, my dear darling sister, our founder is, her report cards used to say that she was a creative speller. So... (laughs) Hi, Jillian. She is the creative force. I am the older sister who likes everything to be exactly in its place. And so as a team, we work at balancing each other out. Great. There's that piece of the history. 
another piece of it is the fact that we are an international blog and a cross-cultural blog. And I'm sitting here, I'm talking to you, and I'm sitting here wearing a pair of jeans that Jillian sewed me. Now, I would call these pants. Yes. You might not. Yep. The bit that's underneath them might be the pants, right? You know, we, we also are editing to kind of make sure that everything is clear, at least by the context, which kind of pants we're talking about, and, and all of those sorts of terminology pieces that just so that that works across the cultures and it's readable to our international audience. So that's a, another piece of it. And then the other part that the, the copy editors do at The Socialists, which isn't mm -hmm. classically copy editing, is that we do a lot of work on accessibility. Yep. So we're the ones often who are adding the alt text to the photos and we're making sure that all the links work and that they open nicely and all of those sorts of things. So we're, we're doing things to make the post work better yep. for everybody uh, without leaving that all in the hands of all of our many guest authors or our, our other editor team. So, yeah. In the corporate sphere... We spent a lot of time, I think a couple of years ago, trying to be YCAG compliant, which really translates to making sure that whatever you print or produce is accessible. And alt text is one of the simplest ways of making sure that what you put out there is accessible. Yeah. And I mean, I will be the first to admit it. We're not perfect. We use WordPress as a platform and it's great in so many ways and we can have you know, multi-layered sort of granular access that authors mm -hmm. can come and only get access to the one post that they're writing. Editors can get access to more posts, all of these different levels. But it doesn't let you do alt text super well in certain types of posts and certain types of imagery and mm -hmm. the galleries and slideshows and things. It really struggles with that. And we do try and have captions on our videos, but we're not the ones, the copy editors are not the ones editing the videos. So things like that. You know, we're not perfect, but we are making an effort and we're learning lots as we go. And I think if you look back mm -hmm. to even just a couple of years ago when I started being the copy editor, by which I mean I was the only copy editor for the socialists, yeah, it was pretty rough. I managed to catch most of the spelling mistakes. But those extra sort of levels have developed on top and we're much more aware and we're, we're learning things all the time and developing what we can do. Some of the platforms that we're now providing content on now provide spell check. Yes. <laughs> which they didn't a few years ago. This is true. But that's one of the funny things actually is because we are an international blog, you know, I'm sitting here in Canada. Jillian is here in Canada. Some of our other authors are here in Canada. Several more of them are in the United States. Yeah. Chloe's in Australia. There's several in the UK. We have others through Europe. We have Amelia, who is mm -hmm. Italian but mm -hmm. lives in Japan. We all have different spellings that we use. That's right. And so that's one of the pieces that Unlike most places where you might be a copy editor and actually have a style guide that you follow and you must use yes. this set of spellings and this set of punctuations and this everything, we don't. Mm -hmm. We specifically don't. And it's not because we're being lazy about it, but because we want everyone to feel like the article that they read is the article that they wrote. Yes. <laughs> Every one of our authors. Yeah. You know, if I wrote a piece and I spell color with a U mm. 
And if I was talking about color in my sewing, and then I read the article and it was all edited to be color with an O-R and no U, I wouldn't feel like that was my piece that I had written. And so that's a piece of what we're trying to do is we're really trying to keep the author's voice in there as much as possible so that they feel like, you know, yeah, I've put myself out there. This is my story because the stories on socialists are so personal. Sometimes they're very technical, but often they are so personal and we want people to really hear their own voice. Especially the Who We Are series. Yes. Because that's usually the person. Yeah. And it's, it's very clear that from a reader's perspective, you can see that it's that person and the intent of what they've said is still in the copy. Yeah. And yet we do polish a lot of... I think I spend more time editing punctuation than anything else. Using hyphens as dashes is a pet peeve of mine, but we won't get into that too much. I think we could bore your audience to sleep. You know, I do spend a lot of time and and my whole team spends a lot of time working on how best to signpost the stories that people are telling. And by breaking up long sentences, by breaking up long paragraphs, by putting in like section breaks with little, you know, horizontal lines in the post to break apart the separate ideas, I think it makes the whole flow much easier to read, especially for somebody who's reading and maybe English isn't their first language because we do have a lot of those readers as well. That signposting, you know, in a way it's almost like when I was in school and I'd have to give a speech and I'd be really nervous. I have this beautifully written speech, but I just blurt it all out at once. And people who are coming to our blog, some of them have their own blogs and are you know, prolific writers, but others, this is their first chance to really share themselves with the world on a blog. Yeah. This is a whole new audience for them, and they're really nervous, and their, their post just kind of all bubbles up inside them and goes, blurt. Yes. And so our job is to help sort of shape that so that it's smooth and fluid and readable. And yet it's still what they wanted to say. It's still their story in their voice. And I think there's a lot of copy editing can be a really elitist thing. It can be something where I've decided that this is the correct and standard form of language that we are going to use. Mm -hmm. And darn it you better fit to that or I'm going to make you. Yeah. And that's really something that we try and avoid. Hmm. Not just in terms of, you know, how do you spell the word color, but in terms of much bigger things. If you, if you speak in a vernacular form of English, if you write your English with an accent because it's not your first language, we don't want to erase that. No. We want to make sure that your meaning is clear hmm. to everybody who could be reading it but we don't want to erase that. So that there's this really fine balance that we try to walk. We're not here as tone police. We're not here as censors to erase the color and vibrancy of people's voices and literally whitewash because of course the standard, quote unquote, standard English is a very white thing. We're not here to whitewash everybody's English, but we are here to help polish it to the extent that it's accessible to readers. It's accessible, it's easily understood, and the tone of what that person wanted to provide is still there. Yeah. And if this was a corporate organisation, that wouldn't happen. But the socialist is an inclusive environment, and so... Yeah, exactly. I work, my day job is for a think tank. 
on international policy. And so there is very definitely a style guide that we follow. Mm. And we very definitely speak a very refined and academic and precise, quote unquote, standard Mm -hmm. of English because we're dealing in the the level of international politics and so on. So it's a real pleasure to be working with text that is people's really personal stories. It's really individual and the language can be as individual as the stories and that's a beautiful thing and that's why people go back and read and especially with this so vintage theme this accidental vintage theme yeah i know isn't it wonderful explain how that started (laughs) so every so often all of the the copy editors and the editors all hang out on the socialist slack yeah workspace and we all message each other and that's where we plan our posts and we plan our theme months and we talk about what we're sewing and look at pictures of each other's pets and all sorts of nonsense. But every so often we go, okay, we need another bunch of call outs for who we are to what can we get the community talking about this time? And the idea of vintage sewing and that's everything from sewing from vintage patterns from altering actual pieces of vintage clothing to fit you and fit your modern life sewing with vintage fabric and also sewing with vintage machines and tools and notions yeah that bubbled up out of that conversation and oh my goodness the response was so amazing i mean we got the kind of response for that who we are call it that we usually get for an entire theme month so yeah, we, we turned that around and we made a great series out of it. We rushed through to, I think we even posted some extra posts. Normally we post Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Yeah. But I think we even published some extra posts in there because there was so much that people wanted to say and we wanted to get it all out there as a cohesive set of posts before we went and shifted gears into the All Chests Welcome theme month. Yeah, that's right. Listeners, if you haven't had a look at the blog post around the vintage theme month when you do have a look at them and i encourage you to look at them you'll find that some of the stories are from one person in particular and others are a combination of people's input Mm -hmm. and did you want to talk around how those blog posts where you've got different people's input how does that get processed Yeah. So typically what happens is with those posts, our editors have access to a shared email account. And so the editors will connect with the various people who responded to the call out, whether they responded by email or whether they responded on Instagram in direct messages or whatever. They'll connect with those people and they will get folks to send in their piece. Mm. And that might just be a paragraph. Usually we we love it if they can send in a picture too, because pictures are so arresting and they so show each person's individual character. And we ask them to send a little bio too. I mean, it could be a single sentence. It could be, you can find me on Instagram at whatever, but something that anchors it to their voice. And then our editors would go into WordPress and plunk in all of those pieces and write the text that goes around them. For the longer posts, you interviewed Montserrat not too long ago. She's now one of our editors, but part of that started when she wrote this wonderful piece for us. And then we went, uh, we need you to just come on and be part of this team. But for somebody like that, who's writing a standalone post rather than one of these composite posts, we would set her up with WordPress access directly so she could go in and Mm -hmm. create her post on the blog. And then... Once the post is written, first of all, 
our editors who are kind of the curators who shepherd this whole process and are in charge of the vision, mm -hmm. they would read the post first mm -hmm. and just make sure it's actually what they expected it to be. Because sometimes there are some curveballs and we just want to make sure that mm -hmm. everybody's good with what's there. Mm -hmm. And when they're working with the authors, it's their job to make sure that they have all of the bits, the bios, the pictures, the all of those pieces, yeah. right? And then once they're ready, they tag a copy editing team. We have a whole channel to ourselves in the Slack workspace and they tag us in and say, hey, this is a post, you know, by so-and-so or this post with this title needs copy editing. It's on the schedule for next Wednesday, you know, so we've got mm -hmm. a bit of time or whatever. Have at it. And then my team takes over from there. We have, as I say, yep. six-ish up and down from there, different people. I am possibly the least formally trained as a copy editor on the team. We have folks who have done editing for magazines. We have folks who have done editing mm -hmm. in the corporate world. We have folks who have done editing at like high level editing yes. in government as well. I'm a conference planner. This is not my training at all. But we have this wonderful team and we rely on each other's insights. So often we'll get into teasing out points of how is this used and should we change it this way or should we change it that way? But one of us will take on the post and we'll go in, we'll do a first pass just to catch the, yeah. the typos, that sort of thing. And then deeper passes to go in and make sure that all of the alt text is there. The post is categorized. Mm -hmm. The post is tagged. It's got all of the, you know, the feature image that it needs and all of those other little pieces, which aren't fully copy editor tasks necessarily mm -hmm. in the traditional sense, but we're that yeah. piece of the process between the post is written and then the post actually gets live. And then when we're happy with it, sometimes we go back to the authors, bat stuff around. I had a late night conversation with Gabby the other night about what she meant about pattern corrections. And did she mean pattern, like drafting mm -hmm. the different sizes from the pattern company's point of view? Or did she mean like, oh, yeah. the alterations or pattern hacks yeah. that somebody might do as an individual home sewist? So we got into a whole thing. So sometimes we go back and forth like that other times it's all clear and we just put the little spit and polish on it and then we tag in chloe who is our wonderful scheduling guru mm -hmm. and we say hey chloe this is ready to post and she puts it in the schedule and actually right. physically schedules the post in wordpress and then magically it appears live at <laughs> my time seven o'clock in the morning on the day it goes live <laughs> So that's sort of the flow behind the scenes, yeah. So just so that our listeners know, everyone does their normal day job and the work that goes on behind the scenes for socialists, they're all volunteers. Yes, absolutely. I am probably the mm -hmm. highest paid in that Jillian is an incredibly generous sewist, generous sewist, can't speak, <laughs> uh, and makes a huge proportion of my wardrobe. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't get any money, but I get a lot of great clothes. No, all of us are volunteers. Yeah, that's one of the points that I always want to make people aware of is these communities, these sewing communities, socialists over 50, they're all doing it out of their own time. Yeah. It's not run by businesses behind them. Absolutely. There is definitely no profit. There is cost to this for us, not profit. And yet there is so much wealth of richness, of experience, of connection. 
of of getting to talk to people on the other side of the world. Exactly. That is just such a lovely thing. So it's incredibly rewarding, but not financially. And the point that I was trying to reiterate for our listeners is that sewing community is a very giving space. It's quite supportive and we're very inclusive. Yes. And if we find an area that is not being cared for, we'll actually pick that up and make sure that they are. And we do it through our various community mm-hmm. forums like socialists. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's a wonderful thing. I'd like to say that the knitting community, I'm actually more of a knitter than I am a sewist. Yes. So, I, you know, there are, there are certainly sort of parallels in the knitting community as well. But there are just so many incredibly giving people out there. But it is definitely, from an organizational standpoint, it's something that we look at yes. and treat very carefully because we've all burned out on projects. Yes. Mm-hmm. On individual sewing projects or individual knitting projects, but also on big projects like the socialists the first time around. This is the second incarnation of the socialists. Mm-hmm. The first time around, it burned so bright and then it flamed out for a while because it was just taking so much energy. Mm. And so a lot about how the socialists as a whole is built and even the copy editing team as Mm -hmm. a a microcosm of that, a lot about that is built for sustainability. So, you know, as I say, our numbers vary, but it's because we always want to make sure we have enough bodies to carry the work. Yes. And that if people need to take time off, whether it's because oh my goodness, suddenly there's a pandemic and I have to homeschool my children and ah, mm-hmm. and also work from home and also, also, also. Yeah. Or whether it's an illness, Jillian's concussion a couple of years ago, mm. she took a bunch of time off. Yeah. We always want to have enough redundancy and enough team built in there that everybody can take time off when they need it. Whether it's Chloe going off skiing for a week and making us all jealous because yeah. it was record high temperatures here in Canada <laughs> uh, when she was off skiing or whatever. But we, you know, we value the volunteers so much and we know because we're volunteers ourselves, we know what the cost of that is. Yeah. And so we definitely want to make sure that there's always an opportunity to step back mm-hmm. and there's always an opportunity to step forward. So we have, since that copy editing post came out, yeah. we've got two new copy editors on the team and they are fabulous. You know, that's fantastic. They're just getting up and running and getting used to the weird, quirky way we do things. <laughs> if somebody else felt really passionate about volunteering, they certainly would be welcome to. I would, I would direct them to that blog post. It's the June 26th blog post about meet the copy editors where they can really read more about what we do. And there's also a sneaky link about how to contact us. So I would direct them to that. We would certainly not say no if somebody was really passionate and wanted to be involved. Mm -hmm. But also, you know what, if it's not the right time for you to be involved right now, but it's something that you think you might be interested in down the road, you know, keep it in mind. There's not urgency right now, but Mm -hmm. we, we always do welcome those different perspectives. And we recognize too that, uh, by the way, you know, we talk about inclusivity, our team of copy editors is more white than we would like to be. We have one person who is Indigenous Canadian. I think everybody else is pretty much white. So we definitely, 
you know, there are places where we can do better, but again, it's a volunteer thing and it's who steps forward. Yeah. So we're always looking for more diversity there and more breadth of experience, more breadth of knowledge, as well as breadth of culture and so on. Listeners, it's an open invitation that's always open for people who want to be a copy editor. Absolutely. Yeah, it's not one time only kind of a thing. We are always interested in people who want to come forward, both as a copy editor and as an author. You know, we do put out call-outs for the mm-hmm. different theme months and the different Who We Are posts and things. But if you've got a story that you want to tell and we haven't thought to ask about that particular thing, that doesn't mean we don't want to hear the story. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And even the theme months that you've got, like this one, All Chess Welcome, mm-hmm. That was a different iteration a couple of years ago. That's right. Yep. We have previously done lingerie months and mm-hmm. bra sewing theme months. All Chests Welcome includes lingerie and bras, but we really specifically wanted to take that extra step and say, no, you know what? This also includes binders. Yes. It also includes prosthesis for people who've had mastectomies. It also includes undershirts, or I guess you would call them vests, for men. Oh, yeah. We, Australians would call them singlets. So, okay, yeah, singlets. Yeah, in the UK, it's vests or tank tops. Yeah. But all of those sorts of things as well for anybody across the gender spectrum. And again, at all levels of ability too. We want it to be accessible. So we've got some fantastic posts coming. I can't say too much. Okay. But partly because I haven't read them yet, but I know some of the stuff that's coming and I'm super excited (laughs) about it. One of them I haven't read because I haven't written it yet. But Chloe and Jillian and I are going to do a little bra sewing experiment. I'm going to sew my very first bra. They're going to help me along. So that will be exciting. So really, it is a huge range of skill levels. Yeah, there's there's lots of fun stuff coming. It sounds like it. And I'm going to be keeping an eye out on these particular posts because I want to be able to bring one or two of those people onto the podcast for socialists in the near future. Thank you so much. And listeners, there's more with Anne next week on Socialist Tuesday. So Organised Style Podcast is produced by me, Maria Thea Harris, with permission of Anne. Sound by bensound.com. You can subscribe to So Organised Style Podcast, spelt with an S, not a Z, on Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, CastBox, and Libsyn, our podcast distributor. Post any questions or podcast suggestions on our podcast Instagram account or our Facebook page. We look forward to joining you in your sewing room next time. Stay safe, everyone.